0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ghostly Residents of Old Cape Cod. We're back again with another story. This is called, um, I'm taking this from a book called Ghostly Tales of Cape Cod, and it's Spooky America, published, I think, by Arcadia, which is um, Penguin. Anyhow, uh, it's a real cute story. Uh, not too long, so I won't weigh you out, and it's called Chapter One, and it's called The House of Puzzles. In 1637, oh, did I tell you who the book was written by? Karen Bush Gibson. Sorry about that. All right, Chapter One, The House of Puzzles. In 1637, Sandwich is the first town established on Cape Cod. Sandwich is bordered by the bay on one side and marshlands on the other. The residents found that they could easily use the marsh grass as hay for their livestock. Within two years, about 60 pilgrim families had settled in Sandwich. Quaker families joined them. By the late 1600s. The John Pope House, which is the one we're going to talk about, located in the village of Sandwich, is reminiscent of Hogwarts from Harry Potter. Odd staircases, secret rooms, and plenty of surprises. The original colonial-style home was built on a hill overlooking a salt marsh and the Mill River. Nothing much surprises current owners, Jana and Bix Hamby. Now, by the way, Jana is a, she's a, a um, book, she writes children's books. <clears throat> the house not only has disappearing stairs, doors to nowhere, and secret passages, it also seems to have a few ghosts. The home was built by Seth Pope for his son, John, and his family in 1699. It has five sections, or bays. The home was sold to Joseph and Medebo Nye, N-Y-E, which is a pretty common name here on the Cape, in 1649. Joseph made additions to the home, doubling its size. Their son, Joseph Nye, Jr., made his own modifications during the American Revolution, including an escape route in the house. The largest of the upstairs bedrooms contains a secret panel next to the fireplace. Through it, Nye could quickly make his escape from either the first floor or the cellar. In 1913, the home was turned into Tupper Inn. To accommodate travelers, the upstairs bedrooms were divided into ten tiny rooms. It's unknown whether there are any guests who never checked out. Ha ha! The Hamby's have worked on restoring the home to its former glory. When they first visited the house, before buying it, a couple of friends came with them. Jana and another woman climbed the back staircase. The friend felt like she was being followed. She called out to her husband to see if it was him, but the men were at the other end of the house. When they learned the history of the house, the woman became convinced that Seth Pope's ghost was behind her on the staircase. That night she dreamed that Seth Pote was walking in the marsh, happy that someone was moving in to the grand home he built so long ago. Strange noises are common in the house. Janner explains this as floors and walls settling with changes in temperature, normal for any old house. With the additions made by the Nyes in the 1700s, and the renovations through the years, is it's as if the home is struggling with being joined. Likewise, the Hamby's don't think there are any supernatural forces that cause the windows to slam shut with enough force to take off fingers. Janna explains that her guillotine windows just need a special block to hold them up. Jana has explanations for many oddities of her home, and none of them involve ghosts. She doesn't believe in them. However, many others have no doubt that multiple ghosts reside in this house. Hmm, more than one, wow. The most common ghostly sighting at the John Pope House has been of a woman with pale blue eyes. She's been seen both outside the house by people driving by and inside a bedroom known as the Twin Chamber. A couple of years ago, a man came and knocked on their door. Janet could see that he looked a little shaken. He said, Oh, Paige, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, come on. I'm trying to get the page over here. He said he saw this pale woman in a white cap and in a gray tattered. Boy, this page won't stay put. Sorry. Hang on. He said he saw this pale woman in a white cap and tattered gray dress swooping up the lawn. Her feet did not touch the ground. Wow. The man reported that the ghost ran past in an old hitching post to the side of the house where she disappeared at a locked side door. The key for the door was lost long ago. Inside the door, a decaying lace curtain covers the upper glass pane. The outside door just stops. It doesn't lead anywhere inside the house. On the same wall inside the house is a closet in the dining room. For some reason, the right side of the closet contains four steps that disappear into a wall. Where did these steps go? Where did they lead to? Jana believes that the twin chamber was once a children's room. A rocking chair sits on a two-foot-high platform next to a window, perhaps a good place for a mother to sit and rock while watching over her sleeping children. A few people who have slept in the room report having awakened (laughs) to find a blue-eyed ghost sitting on the bed watching them. One theory is that the female ghost is Elizabeth Pope, the wife of John and mother to six children. Elizabeth died when her youngest child, Mary, was a toddler. It is believed that Elizabeth returns to check on her children. Although not seen as often as the adult woman ghost, neighbors have reported seeing a small girl looking out an upstairs window. Could this be young Mary looking for her mother? When the house was still an inn, a young couple were guests. They had a ghost finder app on their tablet, which told them that there were ghosts in an upstairs bedroom and a common room downstairs. The app couldn't tell them whether the ghosts were Pope's Nye's, or perhaps someone else, but it confirmed that some spirits still lived in the house. Do the secret rooms and passageways have anything to do with the ghostly presence? As the Hambleys continue to discover, um, I'm sorry, as the Hambleys continue their discoveries and renovations, perhaps a few more surprises await them. And that's the end, unquote. That's the end of the story as it's written in that book. I think it's kind of engaging. I really do. So anyhow, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Happy haunting. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created and produced on anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast, and trust me, it is. The podcast is hosted by CapeCodWriters.net and can be found on their website www.capecodwriters.net. You may also find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for haunting with us. Stay tuned.